Good morning. The Loudoun County School Board will send freshmen to the Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology in Alexandria for at least one more year, which the students probably appreciate, considering they already applied. For Wednesday, October 11th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. You and thousands of other people listen to the Morning Minute every day. It's trusted, it's personal, and you take it with you wherever you go. So if you've got a business, why not advertise on the Morning Minute and reach the thousands of people listening right alongside you wherever they are. Get in touch at loudonnow.com advertise or email us at sales at loudonnow.com. That's loudonnow.com advertise or sales at loudonnow.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. In a split vote last night, the Loudoun County School Board voted to renew its annual agreement with Fairfax County, sending another class of freshmen to the prestigious Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology in the 2018-2019 academic year. There was some doubt about whether they'd do that, since this is the same year Loudoun opens its own magnet schools, the Academies of Loudoun. In the years leading up to opening the Academies of Loudoun, some school administrators, school board members, and county supervisors have described it as Loudoun's version of a gifted high school program. They also pointed out that the county would no longer need to pay millions of dollars a year to send its top-performing students to a neighboring school division. But the majority on the school board did vote to spend $4.3 million to send at least one more class of students to TJ, which, with about 240 students, works out to $17,435 per student. That includes tuition and transportation costs, plus an additional $2,074 per student to help cover TJ's $76 million renovation. It's also $600,000 more than the current year this year because 25 more Loudoun freshmen were accepted for the 18-19 school year. School board members Eric Hornberger, Jill Turgeon, and Tom Marshall were all for letting the Loudoun students already at TJ finish out their high school career there, but wanted to stop sending a freshman class beginning next fall. They argued that we need to be investing Loudoun dollars into Loudoun schools and Loudoun students. But the majority of the board decided to wait at least a year. The undecided minds were made up when Vice Chairwoman Brenda Sheridan pointed out that the deadline to apply to TJ was back on September 29th, which means 8th graders and their families have already applied and paid at least the $90 application fee. This year, for the first time, the contract with Fairfax requires that school divisions notify Fairfax County by June 1st, 2018 if they want to stop sending students to TJ for the 2019-2020 school year, so two years hence. Several school board members said they wanted to give the community more advance notice ahead of any vote to sever ties with TJ. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, yesterday morning, John Miller IV was found guilty of two misdemeanor charges resulting from the death of infant Tristan Schultz, who was killed while being pushed in a stroller across a crosswalk in Lansdowne. 
In front of a courtroom filled with the Schultz family and their supporters, Mr. Miller entered a no-contest plea to reckless driving and pled guilty to failure to yield to pedestrians in a crosswalk. He faces a maximum sentence of 12 months in jail plus fines and a year-long loss of his driver's license. This comes a month after prosecutors dropped a felony charge of involuntary manslaughter after deciding there wasn't enough evidence to get a conviction on that charge. The court agreed to prosecutors' request to schedule a two-day sentencing hearing, which is very unusual for misdemeanor convictions. The hearing is expected to give the Shulls family their first opportunity to talk publicly about the lasting impact Mr. Miller's action will have. In the courtroom, the family's supporters wore powder blue ribbons and some held t-shirts that displayed a larger blue ribbon. Tristan's parents, Mindy and Rod Shulls, sat in the front row. Mindy clutched a stuffed toy that belonged to her son, who was five months old, when Mr. Miller's SUV drove over the baby's stroller as he accelerated when the traffic signal turned green. Early evidence in the case suggested that Mr. Miller was on his phone at the time of the incident, prompting the initial manslaughter charge, but prosecutors later decided that data collected from the two phones he had in his vehicle did not support that theory. Neither the Schultz family nor Mr. Miller has publicly commented on the case. Both sides seem to be girding for a possible civil lawsuit. The attorneys in the case will be back in court on Friday to schedule a sentencing hearing. Changing topics to good news, if you're driving Route 7 while you're listening to this, you may have noticed a change. The traffic light at Ashburn Village Boulevard is gone. Yesterday, government officials, elected leaders, and developers gathered on that bridge over Route 7 to celebrate the opening of the overpass, the end of a stoplight, and hopefully the end of one more traffic headache during rush hour. Supervisor Ralph Bona from the Ashburn District said it's part of an ongoing plan to get rid of stoplights on Route 7 from Clark County to Countryside Boulevard near Sterling. The remaining stoplights on Route 7 are at Belmont Ridge Road, Lexington Drive, Battlefield Parkway, and Cardinal Park Drive, and there are plans to get rid of all of those. He also said it's an example of what the General Assembly threw away with legislation restricting proffer agreements between the county and developers. The interchange was built as part of a proffer agreement with one Loudon, despite being off the developer's property. Miller and Smith, the developer behind one Loudon, agreed to build the Ashburn Village Boulevard interchange after the Board of Supervisors agreed to use county funds to build the Route 7 Loudon County Parkway interchange, which is closest to one Loudon. Loudoun County contributed $5 million toward the cost of the Ashburn Village Boulevard project, which is expected to be completed in the summer of 2018. The ramps for the interchange are not all complete. Um, They are expected to open in two months. Motorists will continue to navigate temporary detours until the interchange and its ramps are completed. There are signs for the detours. The Exeter neighborhood off Battlefield Parkway has its second sinkhole in the last few years. Gosh, I'm sorry, guys. Yesterday, crews were at work to check on water and sewer lines underneath Jared Square. People who live in the townhouses around there woke up yesterday morning to find the asphalt sagging into the ground. Leesburg Director of Capital Projects Renee LaFollette said the town hopes to have a geotechnical team at the sinkhole today to find out how big it is. So far, there's no obvious evidence that it has undermined any of the buildings, but it has affected a sewer line. If that sewer line doesn't function, uh, the town may have to evacuate the 16 townhomes in that part of Exeter. Two homes could also see their water service interrupted. This, as I mentioned, is not Exeter's first experience with the sinkhole, nor Leesburg's. Exeter's last sinkhole was in 2015, almost within sight of the Jared Square sinkhole over on Current Terrace. Back then, as now, the sinkhole formed after heavy rains. 
More recently, the county sent $5.4 million more to construction of a four-story parking garage by the existing Pennington parking lot off North Street in Leesburg after two sinkholes developed under its foundation. Almost all of Leesburg is built over limestone, which is susceptible to sinkholes. They form when underground water dissolves the rock and carries it off, leaving underground spaces and caverns into which things collapse. And the County Planning Commission is mauling over an application to put a data center complex along Goose Creek and Sicklin Road south of Leesburg. The applicant, H&H Capital Acquisitions of Dallas, Texas, proposes to build up to 750,000 square feet of data center space and a utility substation on the property and has offered to construct turn lanes and sidewalks along Sicklin Road, refrain from using the water on the site for cooling, agree to setbacks from the creek and wetland mitigation, and to save an easement for a future Goose Creek Trail. They've also described it as a water-free facility, by which they mean they only use water for humidification. So they say it uses less than 1% of the water of a comparably sized data center. The proposal, of course, has drawn opposition from both neighbors and environmental groups. It would rezone a low-density residential area to an office park. It would also encroach on a rare ecological environment, a type of rocky, mossy area the Virginia Department of Conservation and Recreation Division of Natural Heritage calls a Northern Piedmont Mafic Barren. According to the DCR, the Mafic Barren on the property is one of only 10 worldwide and the northernmost in existence. And Jim Bingle of the Piedmont Environmental Council pointed out that the property is upstream of a Loudon water intake for drinking water. She said, while the globally rare ecology is important, the public drinking water is even more so. The applicants also caused a flap by proposing 40 to 60 foot tall buildings, which they've since reduced down to 35 feet, but bringing to the Planning Commission renderings depicting 25 foot tall buildings. Opponents of the project argue that it gets ahead of Envision Loudon, the county's ongoing work to revise the comprehensive plan. The committee working on the plan right now has considered upzoning that area to light industrial, but this would essentially decide it. This also highlights a disagreement between that committee and the Board of Supervisors, which appointed the committee. Supervisors recently told that committee it was way off track in suggesting upzoning that area, since the majority of public comment has been to keep it as is. Commissioners Eugene Scheel, Tom Priscilla, and Dan Lloyd voted to deny the application outright, but the majority on the commission decided to send it to a meeting tomorrow for more work. Despite some updates to the application since that last meeting, county planners still recommend denying it. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, C12 local artists take on agriculture art garments made from materials from local farms at the Farm to Fashion Creative Challenge exhibit on display at the Franklin Park Art Center through October 29th. It's open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The Loudoun County NAACP and the Loudoun County Alumni Chapter of the Delta Sigma Theta Sorority are sponsoring a Meet the Candidate Forum at Frederick Douglass Elementary School in Leesburg at 6 p.m. And licensed professional counselor Neil McNerney will give a talk on the teenage brain, oh, and all its mysteries, at Smarts Mill Middle School at 7 p.m. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.
We have an exchange student right now from Loudoun's sister county in uh, Germany, Mein Taunus Kreis. Uh, her name is Luisa. So, Luisa, I apologize for butchering this, but willkommen bei Loudoun now.